why do we burn or bury holy things or blessed things? I'll leave you hanging till the end of the homily for the answer. This weekend, I'm finishing a trilogy of homilies that you didn't know that I was concocting. And so since we entered into November in the month of the dead, we've been reflecting on the Christian approach to death. The first Sunday, when it was Halloween, we reflected on the great commandment, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that heaven is about the perfection of our love for God and of what that means in this life and for the life to come. Last weekend, it was needing to face death as an act of faith that We know Jesus rose, and we believe that we will rise with him on the last day. That death is an unknown entity, an unknown reality, and the only way to face kind of the infinity and the magnitude of it is is with an act of faith. So what's missing? What's missing to complete the trilogy? Hope. First love then faith, now hope. In the Catechism, here's one thing that you almost never hear me do, but a definition from the Catechism of hope. Here's what the Church tells us Christian hope is. It's the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trusts in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. And what you actually hear in that definition is hope and faith and love coming together. Hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and the happiness that is eternal life by an act of faith, placing our trust in Christ's promises, and by love, by not relying on our own strength, but the help of grace love which comes from the Holy Spirit. Another way to think of it, hope is the desire of the fulfillment of the promises that faith gives us that are only found in God, who is love. Hope is the desire of the fulfillment of the promises. It keeps us oriented towards God. If you want a concrete way to think about it, think back to the Beatitudes. First, Beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That is an act of faith. It is an act of faith to believe that when we are poor, in all the multiple ways that we can be poor, we're blessed. We're happy. That there is joy found in that reality here and now. That's the act of faith. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, is the virtue of hope that the proper end, the fulfillment of the desire that comes in being poor in spirit is the realization of our hope. And when hope is not held on to or not realized in death, we encounter problems. I'll list off a few. Made, medical assistance in dying. There is no acceptance or realization of hope when we face death with trying to control and end it in our way. 
it's presumptuous that really nothing lies beyond death, or that I could die in the way that I want to, and there is no consequence to that after the grave. That really made is focused on the self, and hope is a virtue that orients our whole life to God. And so to lean on and to rely on made as a way of facing the suffering that comes with death is really an absence of hope. Another thing, where people are buried. Sometimes people have this desire to be buried in a very specific place, often a result of where they grew up and the church and the cemetery that they grew up. And that can be good. But when there's a sentimentalism attached to it, it removes the hope that we have as Christians of what we're actually living for in eternity. That when we do that, if nobody lives there anymore, who can come to my grave to pray? Where is the hope for those that are left behind? And then also the idea that bringing them to the place where they grew up that they have this sentimental attachment to is really about trying to fulfill a desire that they had in this life, not the desire for eternity. That where I'm buried is where I'm buried. And I pray that people will come and pray at my graveside for the repose of my soul, and my body is the Lord's. Another thing, people keeping ashes, whether that's keeping the urn in the home or keeping part of the ashes in some sort of memento and burying the rest or dividing ashes between family members as holding on to this person. Again, it's an absence of hope because by holding on to the remains of your loved one, you're not trusting in the hope of the fulfillment of the promises given to them in baptism that their real joy isn't with us. Their real joy is found in God. And the only way to God is through death. And so when we're holding on to ashes, we're holding on to the one that we love. And letting go of the virtue of hope that though they found joy with us, the fulfillment of everything they desire is not found in us, but only in God. And the last one, the scattering of ashes. The scattering of ashes ties with it basically an understanding that my body is of no use anymore. Burn it, spread it somewhere, it can go wherever it wants. It might go across the ocean and scatter across the four corners of the globe, or in 10 years' time, the land that it was scattered on might become something completely different. Basically, my body doesn't matter anymore. And what inevitably gets wrapped up in that is a loss in the belief of the resurrection of the body. That for us as Christians, the body and the soul are the fullness of the human person. And when we profess our creed, we believe in the resurrection of the body, and so we care for the body in death. This is important. The virtue of hope is important in the way that we face death. I can tell you as a priest, one of the things that saddens me 
when I go to visit somebody at their deathbed to bring them the sacraments, the first thing that I do is I ask them, would you like to go to confession before the sacrament of the sick and holy communion? And sadly, more often than not, the answer is no. What I think they're looking for, and this is presumptuous on my part, but when they deny confession but desire the anointing and communion, it's a desire for peace now. That they're looking for something for right now. And that's not wrong in itself. Of course you want to be assured of God's presence with you in your last moments of suffering and last moments of life on this earth. But confession is all about our hope in the mercy of God that brings us to him. That when we place ourselves at the mercy of God, that we abandon ourselves to him in confession, that's really the heart and soul of the Christian life. When I get to witness a good death, it is a beautiful thing. Maybe one of the best ones was this little German lady named Wally. She was maybe yay high. And about a year, year and a half before, I had done her husband's funeral back when I was at the Basilica. And she missed Bernie terribly. They were together, they, were, they left Berlin. She was on one side of the wall, he was on the other side of the wall. I don't remember how they got married, but she wasn't even Catholic. She became Catholic, she was Lutheran, so they overcame every possible obstacle to be together, and they stayed together all the time their whole life. Well, one day she suffered a massive heart attack, and basically they told her that there was so much damage to her heart, there was nothing that they could do, and they just had to wait. And so the family called me to the hospital right away. And so just hours left to live, but in that she wasn't in much pain and she was completely lucid. And as soon as I got in the room, she kicked out her four kids and said, get out, it's time for confession. And it's one of the few times where I wept at somebody's deathbed because all she could think about was the hope that she had see Bernie again. Hope is an essential virtue to human life. And I think it's a virtue that's greatly in need today. Over the past few weeks, I talked about ideas of dad playing golf in heaven, of mom giving St. Peter a hard time, of another soul going to heaven so God's got one more angel, of the idea of a celebration of life, of not having a funeral at all, and of the ones that I gave you today. They're problematic because they take away the true belief that we have as Christians of what God offers us in the face of death and for eternity. Knowing what the church teaches and how the church helps us walk through these moments in prayer with God helps solidify our faith and our hope and God's love for us in those moments. When we start to cling to things of this world, to face that unknown of death, we start to pull away from the promises that God gives us through his Son. And so it's important to distinguish between the two and to strive to live and be faithful to what is being shown to us 
and offered to us as gift. Why do we burn or bury blessed or holy things? Because it's the only way we know to give back to God in hope the gift that was given. We burn and bury because it's in hope that we place this person in the ground in their tomb and say, we hope that you are with God. That the desires made to you in the faith of your baptism are being fulfilled by the love of God which conquers all things.